Congratulations. You found the audio version of the Talking Con, a cup of tea with an Englishman in San Diego podcast. The YouTube show broadcasting live every Sunday in which your host, Lena Sultana, brings together a cracking bunch of people to talk about the amazing events at which we embrace the fandoms we love. This is Season 6, Episode 6, broadcast on Sunday, the 23rd of September, and this week's show is held in the atrium corridor of the Scotland Event Centre, the SEC in Glasgow, host to the MCM Scotland event run by MCM and Repop. Leonard was invited up north of the wall to host the Comics Village panel, featuring writers Donny Cates and Brian Azzarello. And while he was there, he took in the sights and sounds of the show. Here he looks back at a packed weekend and analyzed this shift in UK con priorities as MCM continues to ramp up its comics content at its shows. If you do enjoy this hangout and you want to hear more, you can support us by liking, subscribing and sharing our YouTube and SoundCloud pages, as well as visiting our Patreon. Please head to patreon.com slash EnglishmanSTCC to find out more. Right. Hello there, everybody. Um, I know that I'm starting a little bit late uh, on this particular Hangout. Uh, there is a reason for that. Uh, I'm starting a little bit late because at the end of the day, I'm running this off 4G, tethered on my phone, because they switch everything off here at the, uh, uh, the SEC, uh, the event center here in Scotland. Um, but um, I'm going to do what I can to do the Hangout. Um, Right, so welcome along to Talking Con, a cup of tea with an Englishman in San Diego. It's not a cup of tea, it's an apple, and it's a bottle of water. It's a Frank Whiteley book. Um, it's got it's all my signed comics, uh, which are back at the hotel, because quite frankly, that took some effort to carry them and get them up here to Scotland. But um, it's been a fun weekend um, here in Glasgow. I've really, really enjoyed myself. Um, I've had the chance to speak to some amazing people. I've had the opportunity to have um, Brian Azzarillo being um, sharp and angular with me because he's uh, he doesn't suffer fools. So how the hell I managed to blag it, I have no idea. Um, and we also, um, I got to experience Donny Cates, full tilt, 100% awesome um, Keanu Reeves impression. But we'll get into that in a second. Like I say, this is going to be a little bit of a truncated show purely because at the end of the day, it was going to be a show of two halves. Are you going to jump in and just say hi or what? Yeah. Hi, they're just waving. There we go. Um, so, yeah, we uh, had ourselves um, a great weekend. Uh, they, they don't know what the hell I'm doing. Um, but uh, we had ourselves, we were going to have a live report. It's not on TV, no. YouTube. Kind of, yes. About Comic Cons. Sorry? Millions. Really? No. <laughs> An Englishman in San Diego. This is what's called live TV. There you go, take care. So there we go. <laughs> Completely baffled them there. I think they're here for a wedding. They must be. They look very smart. Um, so, hello, Omar. <laughs> Oh hello, I'm on there. Hello, everyone. Welcome on. Right, so um, yeah, we're gonna we were gonna have a live report from uh, Thorpe Book. However, uh, due to uh, bus and train schedules kind of running a little bit late, uh, Martin Simmons, who is the artist behind a book uh, called Punk's Not Dead, for uh, uh, um, 
which one is it? It's Black Crown, uh, which is the, uh, uh, the Vertigo offshoot. Uh, yeah, that was going to be, uh, he was going to join us. And we were trying to. Uh, it should be this for the whole show, possibly. Um, but we were going to be talking about um, Thought Bubble, uh, because if you've been following along on social media, um, it's gone well uh, from all accounts. Everyone's had a great time. Uh, everyone got a little bit drunk last night at the, uh, the Midcom uh, party, as per bloody usual. Um, I believe uh, we were seeing stories of um, artists and DJs and people leaving that event and going off and drinking at like 3 o'clock in the morning. How on, they were never going to make their tables first thing in the morning, were they? It just wasn't that kind of deal. But that's Thought Bubble for you. It was a very relaxed con. Obviously a lot bigger uh, in 2018 as it has expanded into the rest of Leeds. We had that report last week um, from Ben Brown. And uh, it really, I mean, I, I wanted to try and get a sense of what the con is now. Whether it is still got that very relaxed vibe, uh, whether it's still got any kind of, of that that sense of it being a small community con, even though it has expanded beyond uh, the actual. Uh, Leon D, is there anyone out there who can give me a copy, a copy of McPunk's Not Dead? I'll get you that. There you go, that's my present to you. Um, I'll, I'll make sure I can get a copy of that. I'll see if I can get Martin to, I'll get the team to put something, some scroll on it. Uh, but uh, and that's an, it's an interesting, interesting book. Um, so I wanted to see if it had still kept that sense of um, artists coming together because when a show gets that big it can grow beyond its remit and it can lose sight of what it made it a, a successful event in the first place um, from what I can gather um, there is still a little bit of that kind of London clique um, set up to it. Um, it says a lot that a lot of the Thought Bubble um, talent were spotted on social media down in London on Wednesday and Thursday. They decided not to cross the border and head north until the actual day of the event, which you know, kind of they, they stay where the civilization is and then wander up to the wilds uh, and go north of the wall. Uh, when it actually is required to go to Thought Bubble. As it happens, the weather apparently was good and uh, the tents were busy. Everyone was uh, really kind of getting into it and really enjoying themselves. So from all accounts, it's been great. I am going to do my best to try and get some kind of post-con report on that. Hello, Aaron Neighbors. Hello, everyone from San Diego. Pleasure to have you joining us. Um, so, yeah, first things first, do let me know on the chat if there's any questions you want me to kind of cover today. Um, also, do let me know um, what the stream is like, because like I say, I'm off my phone, so I want to make sure that um, the stream stays relatively strong. So, this is going to be a shorter show than usual. It's going to be probably about half an hour, purely because uh, it's just going to be what I can report on, which is this event. This, by the way, is the um, SEC, the Scotland Events Centre, um, which is held in, or it's based in Glasgow. Um, it's um, a very futuristic, very clean, very modern um, convention center, uh, very much like every other kind of con out there in that you have a this outside atrium, as you can uh, kind of uh, see down the... Oh, so, yeah, the, you kind of see down the... Uh, 
down the, the, the center causeway, as it were. Um, but people were coming in. Oh, hang on. Oh, here we go. People were coming in from, um, if, the, if you're looking at this side, so we've got the center concourse, you've got the exhibition halls uh, on this side, and then just up to my left and to the uh, outer side, you have a reception area, or one of the, uh, the, the areas was made into a reception area. Which is really good because then if it was going to rain or if it was going to get too cold, they funneled them in, got them all nicely settled. Um, and first thing on the morning as well, which is 10 o'clock as the doors were opened, they had the bagpipers out. Uh, they got bagpipers out and the bagpipers were doing the Imperial March and they had a bunch of Star Wars cosplayers. So, you know, it was, it was a really, that was a nice touch, um, which kind of allowed uh, everyone to get settled and into the mood of the weekend so um that was really cool they had the imperial march played by the, the bagpipers and then uh, opened up the doors and it became a very busy event very quickly indeed saturday was absolutely rammed and here's the thing about it uh, the way that the layout was for this show you had the main hall you basically came in through the welcoming area you went into and approached it from front to back. You had um, anime. You had um, a, a couple of um, niche booths, such as um, a local uh, college of animation. You had, um, uh, a, I think it was Dogs Trust had a booth down in the corner. So you also kind of, I'm curious if I asked Donny about Alan Moore. Yes, I did. Uh, I got that question very briefly, but I got an answer. Um, and it moved further back so if you actually went were approaching the hall uh, from the main entrance um on the uh, right hand side you had pretty much everything being organized down the side of the, the room so you had your autograph booths you had your photo ops and then it got to the back of the room and you had comics village which they really did um put a lot of time and effort into cur curating this great collection of um local uh, national and small press talent here in the UK so it was uh, it was nicely organized um, something that I made a comment to MCM when they uh, to when Repop first took over was there needed to be some form of through line some narrative to the actual floor uh, in MCM's past it really did seem like everything just got thrown into position and everyone just kind of like just dived in and you know so like uh, spots were taken up and areas were uh, just allocated not randomly but it did seem a little bit of a hodgepodge some of the talent uh, people there um so people showing up on stage i'm sure we'll get a bit of a wave as they go by um so we had ourselves um all of those um bits of this narrative that had been created from the areas that were now represented uh, on the floor so much so that when it then got to there's like a, a back wall where you have um, two large um, shutter gates taking you to another hall at the back, which was then um, allocated to the uh, main stage, the live stage, which is kind of like the uh, the, 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 the chat show um, area for MCM. And in the middle, you had lots of vendors for uh, some great uh, toys and collectibles and basically lots of areas for people to go. It was the great thing about MCM Scotland. You'd usually expect something like that to ha generate a lot of dead zones. 
um, that people will be interested in the anime, people will be interested in the uh, panels, people will be interested in the retail, people will be interested in such and such. And somewhere on the line, usually something would get missed or something wouldn't have the energy to sustain the rest of the convention. There was, it was equal across the board. It, everywhere you went, there was this similar level of activity, excitement, energy that flowed throughout the entire hall, which was really impressive. They managed to get everything shaped and scaled exactly right, that it never felt quiet. It never felt uh, empty in places. There were no dead zones. There were no large spaces where people were just kind of like lost. There was always uh, someone somewhere doing something and it kind of filled out nicely. It was just, it just worked its way throughout the entire room really, really well. I was very impressed by that, um, by the way that it had been, um, the, the layout that had been created by uh, the team here at, uh, at MCM. So that was very impressive. In terms of content, I can certainly speak to uh, my area, which is the Comics vid Village uh, area, which I've been uh, assigned by MCM. I was speaking to and had the panel on Saturday with um, Donny Cates and Brian Azzarello. Um, we, I wanted to have it very much like a traditional Comic-Con panel, that it's more of a um, conversation. It wasn't so much razzmatazz, it, not as loud and kind of screaming at the audience that you would get, say, for example, on the live stage or at some MCM panels which I've seen in the past where it's been very kind of loud and bombastic when it just, I wanted to just scale it back and just talk about these two amazing talents about their relationship with their characters, relationship with their work. Now, admittedly, I was panicking slightly when uh, we had uh, the guys originally show up because um, Brian Azzarillo is um, famously known for not suffering fools. Um, in other words, he's a little bit prickly in, on occasion. Um, if you manage to catch him on something that he's interested in talking about, he, there is a bit of a sparkle in his eye and he will engage. But if it's, if, say, for example, I started out with a question which I felt could be expanded upon, but ultimately gave an out where um, Brian would just oh, be able to speak with a one or two word answer. He would speak with a one or two word answer. Um, yes, there were some times when he knew that he was doing it and then give a bit of a ch chuckle and then just kind of uh, dived in with uh, a little bit more of an expanded question. But Donnie Cates, uh, I was a little bit worried about because he showed up, he managed to get into his hotel room at eight o'clock on the Friday night, uh, which means he had just flown back, off, just flown in from LA. He'd been in the UK two weeks ago for um, a convention um, or signings or just whatever he was doing. Then he flew back to, the, to LA for uh, his birthday uh, last Saturday, and then he flew himself back uh, on the Friday for Saturday morning and he was basically jet lagged to holy hell may have been a little bit of alcohol involved in there somewhere along the lines I can imagine uh, certainly last night as well they went out and uh, had a great time around uh, Glasgow but for the majority of it I'd say it was more jet lagged and he was absolutely shattered but the great news is uh, when it came to his panels because he did the panel with myself on the lives on the uh, the main stage and then he did a panel today 
uh, on the live stage, which was more uh, somebody asking general questions. Uh, what do you think about comics and the movies? What do you think about um, Spider-Man? Who's your favourite art? Uh, who's your favourite comic character? That kind of thing. My panel was a little bit more macro. It was more granular. It was about the the actual the content, as it were. So. The good news is Donnie knows when he's got to perform, when he's got somebody who's coming up to him at his booth, he'll, he's very engaging. Um, it, was, uh, it was good. It was a lot of fun. Uh, not only just getting the chance to speak to him behind the scenes, uh, somebody did ask if I would ask him about, uh, I just basically asked two words, uh, which was John Wick. He did tell me his uh, Keanu Reeves story. Um, all I can say is it's a shame that we haven't got it on camera um, because he does an incredible Keanu Reeves. Uh, it's an interesting story as well about him kind of uh, getting possibly picked up to do a project with Keanu. And uh, he kind of also talks about um, him making a comment uh, about uh, John Wick 3 and Keanu kind of going a bit weird on him at the end, which I can understand. Um, also spoke to him about Alan Moore, uh, basically saying what was that like, and he just he said he found out where Alan lived in Northampton uh, when he was here, and he just went up and knocked on his door, and Alan came out. You know what? I wish I had the balls to do that, find out where Alan Moore lives and just knock on his door. I think it would be a little bit easier for someone like Donny Cates to do it, uh, to go, you know, I want to talk to you uh, because if I turned around and did it, then frankly, who am I? <laughs> so it wouldn't exactly work. But there we go. Um, so yeah, that was the the uh, the, the Alan Moore story. Um, also asked them about their relationship with uh, the various artists they've worked with over the years, including uh, uh, Lee Bermejo, whose name I can never pronounce. I always get the J and the M mixed up. Um, so yeah, there's Leanne's, it takes balls. But then again, if, if you've got the confidence like Donny Cates has, and he does seem incredibly laid back, um, but it was fun. It was good to have him in the room uh, to talk about it. There was a little bit of uh, a element where they were kind of sat twiddling their thumbs, purely because of the ratio of comics fans to MCM attendees. It's something that MCM and Repop are going to have to nail down and work out and get more comics guests through and fans through the doors. Purely because at the end of the day, at 10, 11 o'clock when Donnie and Brian sat down, um, they had this line of people of 18, 20 people who had their hardback copies of Joker who had their copies of Thanos and had uh, Cosmic Ghost Rider and etc etc all of this was uh, being presented to them and then 20 minutes half an hour down the line if that they were done and they were just sort of like sat there the two the seats were directly opposite the rest of the comics uh, area which is Comic Village and the Comic Village did very well from all accounts. Um, I was speaking to a number of friends that have uh, tables here at MCM, 
they did really well and on the initial sales on saturday so sunday was more making sure that they absolutely covered any of their costs and made it worth their while to come and but from all accounts that's exactly what they did still one or two teething problems in how they handle comics village in that there was nobody to act as a go-between there was nobody walking around they were all left very much to their own devices and that's something that i'm going to have to i may just try to assert myself into uh, comics village because i think it's something that still needs a bit of developing uh, a little bit of um it just needs tweaking uh, but still uh super catchic alan moore is an occultist a restraining order would be the last of my worries uh, this is very very true uh, i suspect that uh, i would uh, yeah I, I i don't think i would pref i'd like to be turned into a newt by alan moore which i'm certainly you has every ability to do so yeah so that's a little bit of a niggle the actual con it's uh, when um, like i say the panel went well i think the also the live stage panel went well uh, considering they they recognized what the actual they knew what it was all about it's a it's a pop culture con with some comics involved they recognize it but i did quite like some of the answers that they came up with as well in terms of because uh, they were really kind of andrew dickinson thought what was rammed yesterday knee gave out so left early today less so fair enough um so there is that sense of they knew that it was kind of a game sh they to kind of bridge that gap between uh, what they did as comic creators and these fans of venom fans of thanos so they kind of recognized that they needed to breed that bridge but i did like the fact that they didn't compromise themselves when it came to their answers when someone had turned around and said uh, the, the interviewer turned around and said uh, what would be your response if someone wanted to turn one of your comics into um a film or t a television and donnie turned around and said i'd love that but that's not what i wrote the books for you can spot the ones which have been written almost as a, if not a failed movie script, but as a potential movie pitch. Um, and turned around and said, there's the reason why you've got the black um, sections, uh, the black covers in front of the tables. That's to hide the scripts that are being passed to you over the table. Because that's, at the end of the day, it's about their own stuff. And you can tell the items, you can tell the comics that have been written for to generate someone else's interests, uh, either as a in a pitch meeting or as a that kind of thing. So no, it was it was cool. It was good to have them there. Spoke to a number of people here as well about Comics Village. Uh, Gary Erskine, I spoke to um, RHC Comics. I spoke to a couple of other uh, uh, Mike Garley, who's a great guy. Spoke to him about how the Comics Village was run. And it did feel a little bit like uh, they were, had been left to their own devices. So, um, still some things and niggles there. But in terms of the main way that the actual event was put together, it was very seamless. Um, you can tell that um, while MCM were a pretty organized setup at first in their own regard, you can spot the read pop influence here. It's a lot slicker. It's a lot more of a streamlined engine. Um, whereas before, perhaps it was um, a kit car that had been put together and has now been hammered down and just made into a very nice race car 
which would possibly do very nicely on a street race. This is Daytona. This is something which is fine-tuned to go around the track and do the, do the damage and do what it needs to do. Uh, it is a fun weekend. It, uh, well, it was well worth it. Hello there, Sam. How are you doing, sir? Thank you very much indeed for joining us. Uh, Sam, by the way, is one of the coolest dudes I've ever met. And uh, hopefully, if you get the chance to go to uh, Ice Comic Con or any of the Ice Cons, you get to meet him because he's a top one. Follow him on Twitter. He's, a, he's an ace guy. So there we go. Hello, Sam. So there we go. That's, uh, I mean, certainly from what I saw, because I managed to get away from um, uh, Donny and um, uh, Brian today, um, because there was no, not a, a great deal of volunteer staff floating around, um, which is another thing which I'm going to have to point out, because uh, there weren't that many kind of like red shirts. They were all allocated to, say, for example, photo ops and line management there. But actually wandering around and being generally helpful as or those kind of like just someone you could just sort of like tap on the shoulder and say, where do I need to go to for this? There was no there was no point of contact there. Everyone was kind of left to their own devices. I don't know if that's a Scottish thing um, that they just like to get on with it. Um, but I think it would have been great for someone to have been around so you could just tap on the show and say so where can i see so and so where can i find this where can i do that just so there's a little bit more point of contact um everyone was left to their own devices which is great and thankfully the people who do come to mcm and do exhibit here they kind of know what to do they don't need to be babied it's very much like um uh uh, Gary Erskine said, you, "If you'd been to, if you're a professional, <clears throat> you you don't need to be mummified. You don't have to be coddled. However, at the end of the day, when you've got someone like Brian Azzarello, and when you've got someone like Donny Cates, who are just sitting there twiddling their thumbs, you need someone to be a point of contact, to bring them coffee, to keep them happy." Considering that those were the only two comics creatives here of their uh, similar. Peerage. While they did know each other, um, at the end of the day, they are different people. They are different temperaments. So they weren't going to be, they're not going to be just kind of like talking to each other. Uh, you did have uh, Jay, uh, who was from uh, Comics Signings. I'm going to have to find out which, uh, it's basically an agency that deals with this kind of level of talent. So um, I think London will be a little bit better for that because you do have a lot of creators there who are of a similar tierage uh, that will be able to talk to, each other, to uh, talk to each other and kind of keep themselves occupied and they'll be able to see each other. It's very much like Thought Bubble. People will go uh, to attendees to that and they will catch up with friends and they will see people from their own circles. They will see um, other artists from their own creative worlds and they will keep themselves as a community together. And when it comes to this show, it's not quite there yet. And so certainly the, the Comics Village talent, they kind of know each other, uh, but they know also that they are there to sell. Someone like Donny and uh, Brian, who are there almost like featured guests, it needs to be handled slightly differently. Andrew Dickinson, uh, expensive. Uh, I'm guessing this is... Um, what's, what's, this is Thorbubble. Sort of. I'm a gamer. I don't collect comics at all. But I spend more at, at Thorbubble than any war gaming conventions in the rest of the year. No idea why. 
Thought Bubble is only Comic Con in the UK. Obviously. I can understand it. It is a major event, and uh, it's understandable. Um, Omar Hassa, being the coolest dude in a con-based uh, show is like being the hottest day in the North Pole. But I mean that, mean that in a good way. I think I know what you're saying there, man. I, I do get it. Um, Andrew Dickinson, three of my weeks in October at conventions. I get that because um, I'm going to be um, taking... I'll give you a bit of a heads up with what I'm going to be getting up to in the next couple of weeks. Next week, it's off. I don't have a Comic-Con in. Uh, but we, it's good because we do actually have uh, a very good guest on next week's show. So stick around. I'll talk to you about that in a second. Um, be careful, man. SDCC pre-reg will probably be in October. That um, is probably going to be the case. Uh, so do keep your eyes open on your inbox, certainly on Wednesdays coming up, uh, because you'll be only given, say, a week and a half uh, in terms of preparation for pre-reg. So we'll get into that in a second. Uh, my conventions for the rest of um, yeah, so uh, no, well, it'd be October now. Um, the f I believe it's the first week in October. I will be heading to um, Lakes uh, on the Sunday. Um, that'll be an interesting show for uh, numerous reasons. If anything, to see if Sean Phillips is going to punch me in the face and kick me out of Kendall uh, for having one of his best mates. Uh, I, I think it, it, I think. I might get blamed for having one of their guests not come, but um, that's a whole other ball game. That's a whole other question. Um, but Lakes is always an interesting convention uh, because it is a art festival, very much about the creatives. Uh, uh, there are some stalls and you can buy some stuff there, but it's about showcasing your work. It's about being very much representing at this uh, very prestigious uh, events that is um, lakes which takes place I believe first weekend in uh, November second weekend November uh, I might be going to Star Trek Desti uh, destination Star Trek on the Friday on the press day fingers crossed what did I do now then uh, this is um, regarding to the Bratweisers and we, uh, we talked about that already Sam <laughs> so, there we go. Um, let's have a look um, so yeah then there's gonna be a week off uh, where I will get the chance to, uh, recuperate, to recuperate and also do my last minute uh, research because the week after that is going to be MCM London. Taking place in the XL, uh, it is going to be the largest event uh, probably in uh, the MCM calendar, especially when it comes to their comics talent. It is mental, the amount of people that are coming for that thing. Um, and also, considering I got told a name this weekend, which hasn't been announced yet, they've still got some names that are yet to be announced which is just insane to me i think if it comes to mcm they need to get the names out sooner to get the comics people interested in going to mcm it's it, it can't just be a fluke it can't just be something that you just do at the end and they'll go all oh, right well so the comics guess the comics fans will just show up they need to sort themselves out for the rest of the calendar because there are so many cons that are taking place. Uh, Andrew Dickinson, Critical Role Peeps, given three days to fire, to fund up to 365 quid photo and signings at MCM London. People not really happy, especially as they crashed the website having a sale on at noon on a Friday. Um, yeah, true. I, mean, I think a lot of people don't understand or recognize just how popular Critical Role is. It says a lot, though, um, Andrew, and you know this from going to the Facebook group. When we announced that Critical Role people were coming to MCM, 
a lot of the people on, say, the Com Network and a lot of people that was on the UK attendees group just turned around and went, who? The only way I know about Critical Role is because Tess Fowler talks about them. That says a lot. Um, at the end of the day, it's a niche interest, but it's a niche interest with a lot of backing and a lot of popular... Uh, there's, there's a lot of groundswell. So it's a case of um, maybe underestimating just how popular Critical Role is, and I'll be curious to see where they put them and what stage they're going to put them at and how much queuing is required for that. Andrew English, I'm at Destination Star Trek all three day and all three days of MCM London. Excellent. Uh, Andrew Dickinson, only group that sold pre-sold signings. As far as I'm aware, yes. But as far as I'm aware also, that was not an MCM decision. Uh, this was something that was um, agreed by Critical Role because they wanted to see and gauge what the interest was going to be here in the UK. It's, that was more of a fact-finding mission. So, there we go. Right. Um, so, yeah, what I, let's talk about MCM Scotland as an event, as a separate entity, because you can talk about it in connection with MCM London, but I think that is something that you can talk about separately. Um, it's very organized, it's very professional, it's very slick, um, it's very well laid out, very, it's great design work, it looks and feels like an amazing con, it just needs a still a little bit more of a slight tweak, but then again we can say that about any convention moving forward, everything just needs just tweaking a little bit more. Well, I almost hired Leeds Arena for them. Well, yes, you did, but then you had to kind of organize it, and it, it proved to be a little bit more than what just shipping them over. And, you know, that's unfortunately the way it is. Um, so, yeah, all in all, though, a lot of fun. Would I do MCM Scotland again if I was just an attendee? I don't think I would travel from Leeds to Scotland just to attend it. People in Scotland were clearly very excited about having something like this close and local and available. But at the end of the day, it's not something yet that people would travel to, to some degree. Um, and I don't think I would be there yet. It's, there's, it, I mean, as great as Donny Cates is a draw and as Brian Nazarello is a draw for two people, It'd be almost like me just attending for those two and then finding myself again twiddling my thumbs but as somebody who's going to be hosting panels and apparently the panel went well um please the audio is up of the panel please let me know uh, if you listen to it let me know what you thought of the panel um i don't know if anyone recorded it uh in terms of video um, I know that somebody took some video footage for the promo reel, which I posted up on my Twitter. Uh, I didn't get, I wasn't on camera, bugger. Um, but um, yeah, it's something that um, has a lot of potential to draw a lot of international talent. Um, they were talking, a lot of people, in ta uh, Comics Village people, they were talking about the glory days when MCM did something here 
and they had Frank Quitely, and they had um, all this amazing talent coming to the show um, in much the same way that they would go to London Super Comic Con now. Because London Super Comic Con has not been going on this year, this is the opportunity, or was the opportunity, for MCM to fill that void. And it's nearly there, but not quite yet. Not quite yet. London, I'm looking forward to getting down there and uh, seeing how that's going to go. Looking forward to Star Trek Destination, because I think that's going to be fun. Like you say, I mean, uh, you've got ourselves, um, uh, who was it uh, that said there was going? So, yep. Who was this? Uh, who's ah Mark Lemming? He's feeling a little bit under the weather. Definitely next time. Oh, let's see, this is where I was hoping that someone would be able to join. So there you go. That's uh, my review. Um, if you are within a seventy-five hundred-mile radius of Glasgow in Scotland, okay, maybe okay, fifty to seventy-five. Let's go a little bit more closer. From the moment right now, if this was announced, I would be coming to this event. Next year, <clears throat> let's see if they uh, take it even further up and let's see if they will create an event which people would travel hundreds of miles to attend. It's nearly there. It just needs something. It needs a cherry on the cake. It just needs something else. So there we go. Right. Um, people were asking about uh, pre-reg. Now, pre-reg... Uh, was or it could be it could happen at any moment now because they have done the uh, child pre child allocations and the moving around of data for member IDs uh, so every all the ducks are in the row now for <clears throat> uh, Comic-Con International to run their event as of so their, their pre-registration event and getting those tickets sold as of right now. Someone was saying it's going to happen in October, probably in October. I agree with that. Um, I would also say that if we kind of look at October, uh, which is, what, a week's time away or just over a week's time away, it could happen on that 7th, uh, sorry, on the, on the 6th. Um, it's possible. It could even happen. Uh, I don't think it'll happen next week because that would be a little bit too soon. Um, so possibly on the sixth, possibly on the thirteenth. I think they know as well that if they did drop it on the thirteenth, um, they would know that whole joke about unlucky for some. But at the end of the day, the setup now for badge sale is so fine-tuned. I'm very curious to see if they want to try again with their other option. The reason why it happened so late for 2017, 2018 was they wanted to do something different with the technology, either as a member ID lottery or whatever else they wanted to do, or you had to enter via their uh, member ID, whatever they decided. They never, they never shared with me what they wanted to do. Um, as it so who knows oh you can tell it's been a long weekend huh. so i do apologize um i don't think it's going to happen in the next seven days possibly in the seven in the next 14 more than likely in the next 21 days so i'd say relax this week keep your eye on your inbox and then in 
week after that. I think the window is definitely there. And I think they want to try and get pre-registration back to that kind of uh, timetable. So they want to get it done middle of October. And then you're looking at um, general reg beginning of next week. Uh, next year, sorry. So there we go. Right. Um, I think that'll do us. 40 minutes show. I think that's, uh, that's fair enough. Um, MCM Glasgow. Thumbs up. Um, I think MCM London is going to be a massive two thumbs up with one or two niggles but I don't think it's MCM's fault when you find out what the niggles are considering that um, I have heard rumblings at this show from the people who are organizing it that uh, DC are wanting to do something with the comics guests Frank Miller Tim Sale um, John Romita Jr. with Brian Azzarello with um, the Andy Kubert with Klaus Janssen they're wanting to do something which I think is a bad idea simple as that um, I in my dream scenario it would be great for them to be doing um, spotlight panels on all of them. Um, it would be great for us to have 45 minutes with Frank Miller, 45 minutes with Amanda Connor, Jimmy Palmiotti, 45 minutes with Tess Fowler. Um, well, one of those you will, because she's doing a draw, a draw and talk, and uh, I'm looking forward to moderating Tess's panel. Absolutely, I'm, that has been confirmed. <clears throat> uh, there's been, like I say, another name that I got shared, which if I get the chance to speak to him, even if the rest of them had been cancelled and he was the special guest, that would still be a major headliner. So it, uh, that gives you an idea of who we're talking about. I may reveal that on the Patreon only, which I'll do. I think I'm going to do that. I'm going to wrap things up in, for five minutes and I'm going to go straight over to Patreon only. Uh, so there. But say what, we'll wrap up the show um, and just say thank you very much indeed for joining us today. Hopefully you'll get to attend a um, MCM down the line. I would recommend it because Repop are really turning these shows into something very special. Next week, may have a special guest in the form of Jamie Milner, or Jame Milner, who is the guy behind Wales Comic Con. Now... It's not the greatest website in the world because even on the homepage, it doesn't tell you when it is or where it's being held. But I would go to the Wales Comic Con website, if anything, so you can have a look at the insane guest list that James has put together. It is jaw-dropping. Absolutely jaw-dropping. I want to talk to him about how it's, what it's taken to put that event together in Wales. So it's, yeah, that's something else. It's very much a media show. So there's a lot of uh, celebs. But my word, the, the caliber is incredible. So do check that out. Um, uh, hopefully, Jamie will be joining us. He did say he wanted to come on, and he wanted to come on next week. But that's uh, uh, hit and miss. We'll try and nail that now. Somebody who will be joining us. Are you ready? Are you going to New York Comic Con? Would you like to find out more? Mike Armstrong's back. 
Uh, we've got Mike going to be joining us. We're also going to be joined by a couple of others from the Repop team who are going to be talking about New York Comic Con. It's taking place in about two, three weeks, uh, two weeks' time. Uh, so it's going to be a fun show. It's going to be talking about organizing some of the biggest events uh, in the UK and national uh, so in the American markets. So it's going to be. No, I mean, okay, say, oh, you're less of it in Wales. I know it sounded like I was putting it down, but it's it's still strange to me here in the UK and in Wales that we get these shows which have... It's the kind of show that, like, would attract attention from international markets that people would fly in to attend. I, maybe it's just the, the old underdog in me that... Um, you know, you just, I just think, you what you want to you want you want to fly into Wales, you want to fly into Leeds, yes, why not? They are international destinations. They've got airports like everything else. So no, I understand what you're saying, Sam, but I it's still a hell of a lineup for one convention, and not only that, but for this one guy to basically have been put together. You can understand why he's constantly looking stressed out on social media. So looking forward to speaking to. Uh, Jane about in, uh, about Wales Comic Con and like I say speaking to the guys from New York Comic Con, Repop, Mike Armstrong is going to be joining us uh, next week Supercat Chick, oh, awesome, I'm horribly unprepared for New York Comic Con yeah, and I think a lot of people will be as well as they suddenly realise that the clock and the calendar is ticking round and yeah it's almost here, two weeks to go so that's going to be uh, fun, hello there how are you doing? Not too bad at all. Where have you been in the show today? Where have you been vending? Oh no, for which company? Which is? Sorry. Are you in the Comics Village? All oh, right. Okay. I was. Well, tell you what. Can you join me for five seconds? Yep. No, because it would be good to get a another perspective on it. Uh, this is somebody who's. Um, been vending and it'll give you a sense of uh, what the um, the organization has been like ah no, this is where we need to yeah, grab, you, no, grab yourself right. a seat. Oh, hello there ah oh, fair enough um just to introduce myself my name is leonard i run a website called an englishman in san diego ah, right. about comic conventions ah, and about the shows like this ah. introduce yourself um and uh, yeah i think yeah should, the bike should be able to pick you up, <laughs> should pick you up. So. Yeah, but yeah introduce yourself and uh, yeah, what have you been doing at the show uh, this weekend uh, on Vanessa Sutherland, uh, I've been spending this weekend as a fan artist. Okay. And I just I just draw whatever I seem to like at the moment and it seems <laughs> to sell. So. Whereabouts in the floor were you? Because I've been explaining that it's been the one thing that they Repop have done with the shows is create a narrative yeah. for people moving through yeah. the shows. That it doesn't just seem like okay, it's, it's just oh, okay. Where where we should where should we put this vendor and throw a dart at the board? Yeah, <laughs> there's a, a definite through line yeah. now to the MCM show. So yeah. whereabouts were you inside the show? Uh, I was just beside the main stage. Oh wow, okay. Yeah. So um, in terms of like, the, what was it like for volume then? Because that's a real tough kind of space yeah, to be put. The the way it was, with there were six rows um, beside the main stage, um, and with the, the main stage there was two doors just entering the. Uh, end two columns of the yeah. first six rows. So those two columns got the most traffic, and they kind of just didn't bother 
Wow. Um, so I didn't get as much as the the, the you know, side yeah. side yeah. Um, but it's still really decent. I made back table. I made back costs. Well, I mean that's what I mean. Yeah, I mean certainly hearing from like the guys from uh, Comics Village, not as busy as last year, but they made their money. They yeah. they've been happy with the 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 the, the, the sales they've been yeah. they're getting. What's the um the footfall been like in terms of the people you have been speaking to? Is it been people who have come to MCM for the first time because they've heard that it is this now bigger, slicker yeah. kind of event, or is it more kind of returning faces? To be honest, it looks like a lot of returning faces. Yeah. Okay. Um, I didn't see many, of course, who seem to be able to the scene. Um, okay. There seem to be a lot of veterans. Um, Fair from enough. From what I can tell, anyway, this is my first MCM, so I can't oh, right, okay. have much. Have, have you attended it before? Uh, yeah, I've attended right, it. So you, you, so you know uh, that the. Yeah. The, but okay, but it's obviously been worth your while uh, as a an exhibitor there. Yeah, it's, absolutely. Yeah, it's been my best con this year. So. Oh, well, there you go. That, that says it all. Yeah. That absolutely says it all. That's fantastic. Yeah. So, I mean, I'll let you get off because okay. you are all you're all. Good. No, I'm okay. sure you want to get off and get. It. But if you want to just um tell people where can people find your art? Yeah. Because what we'll do is I'll also f um get some screen caps up. We'll stick it in the Twitter and we'll stick okay. it on the social and we'll we'll share. Where can people find you and yeah. Perfect. Well, you can find me on uh, Canter, so it's K-A-N-N-T-E-R, um, on Twitter, Instagram, DeviantArt, Facebook. I'm going to have to write that down. <laughs> I'm going to have to write that one down. Okay. I, I would give a Christmas card, but it's like <laughs> it's next to that. It's yeah. buried in, them, in the yeah, cases. That's, that, it, that's fine. <laughs> what I'm going to do is, I mean, I'm looking at the time, uh, we'll uh, do a replay. We'll get the, that. Um, say that again one more time. K-A-N-N-T-E-R. Does someone want to just type that out into the uh, chat room as well, so I can get, catch up on that. But no, thank you very much indeed for uh, no. spontaneously joining yeah, us. No, I mean, got, love the spontaneity. Surprise special desk. No, so that, that's fantastic. Thank I you very much. Glad I was able to help. Thank you very thank much indeed. Am I able to grab a business card from you? Sorry? Am I able to grab some details from you? Um, or yeah, do you not have any? I, I don't because I'm relaunching my website ah, soon. in the midst the of convention, The Convention Collective. Convention Collective, okay. Or an Englishman in San Diego. So okay. you, it's pretty easy. I'm, okay. I'm pretty easy to find. I'm six foot four now, wear a white cap. <laughs> so there you go. I'll give you a Google. Thank, thank you. Thank you very much indeed. Cheers. Someone's going to give me a Google. Last time I did that, the RSPCA flagged me up. Anyway, moving on. Um, so there you go. Fantastic. But no, it suddenly gives you a, 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 a real world sense of what it's been like in there. That's good. It's a good sign that they've done really well um, in terms of the retailers. That's fantastic. Right. So once again, special guest next week uh, is going to be, um, hopefully, fingers crossed, Jamie Milner from uh, Wales Comic Con and Mike Armstrong and the team from New York Comic Con next week. Thank you very much indeed. I uh, hope you've enjoyed the show today. Uh, I am now going to shut things down and move over to Patreon, where I will be revealing the name which was talked to me today, um, uh, who is going to be coming to uh, MCM and who I'm going to be doing a panel with. And look at the size of my grin. I'm a happy bunny. Uh, but there we go. Right then. Thank you very much indeed. Uh, hopefully you can join us uh, on that and hopefully you can join us next week. And then... Uh, I should be doing a live show from the lakes, uh, which is in Kendall. Um, like I say, it's a show which is more geared towards um, fine art and comic art rather than the writers and the creators. Uh, so it's a very niche show. Um, I'm just going to be going on the Sunday, but I will be trying to see as many people as I possibly can. And yes, I will be discussing um, the 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 possible avoidance of the controversy that they could have had. Um, but that's, 
it's something that has now passed, but for the comics industry, still rumbling on. So there we go. Take care. I'm now going to go over to the Patreon, and we will see you on the other side. Thanks for joining us, and uh, take care. Bye-bye.